السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ اشهد ان لا اله الا اللہ concerted effort to encourage the khudam and atfal regarding salat and explaining its utmost importance however the majlis and its office bearers can only draw attention towards namaz up to a point and in the end it is up to every individual who calls himself a muslim to realize the true status and significance of namaz this is the most basic form of worship which allah the almighty has himself made obligatory upon each person each muslim five times a day consequently it is up to each individual muslim to recognize the supreme value of salat and the unlimited power of prayers moreover we ahmadi muslims claim to have accepted the imam of the age who was sent according to the command of allah the almighty and according to the prophecies of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to manifest the magnificence of islam to the world and to revive the original islamic teachings that had long been forgotten accordingly if we claim to have accepted him we must also 
accept that namaz is a fundamental and inherent obligation placed upon us by our religion and that we must never be neglectful and of our uh, neglectful of of our prayers rather we must give them full priority at all times <clears throat> if we look at the word of allah at the very beginning of surah al-baqarah allah the almighty says that the quran has been sent as a guidance for the righteous it then states alladheena yu'minuna bil-ghayb here the quran says that tr- true believers are those who believe in the unseen meaning they accept allah the almighty as that being who has knowledge of the unseen thereafter it states wa yuqimuna as-salat this literally means that believers are those who observe prayer thus allah the almighty has himself decreed that each muslim must offer salat each and every day this injunction is as applicable today as it ever was in the past indeed the holy quran's teachings are both timeless and universal in this era in which we have had the great fortune to have to have accepted the promised islam we must also recognize that taking his bath can only prove of benefit if it leads us to act upon the commands of allah the almighty conversely if we are negligent in our religious duties we will have no right to assert that our acceptance of prayer promised by al-islam has brought about a spiritual revolution within us or that or has enabled us to follow the true teachings of islam rather our acceptance of him will merely be a hollow and meaningless claim uttered by our tongues the importance of observing salat is reiterated by verse 239 of surah al-baqarah where allah the almighty states hafizu al-salawat was-salat al-wusta wa qumu lillahi qanitin watch over prayers watch over prayers and the middle prayer and stand before allah submissively here the quran states that it is necessary to watch over 
prayers and particularly commands that we should be careful to observing the middle prayer. Watching over prayers means to be on guard against laziness or neglect when it comes to Salat. The verse also instructs us to stand, to stand before Allah with complete and utter humility and in a state of complete devotion to Him. This command of Allah, the Almighty, is extremely pertinent in this era. Because throughout the world, people are busy with work, school, colleges, or other daily activities. And so, a special effort is required to safeguard Salat. In terms of a normal daily routine, in which people go to work or to school, the middle prayers are Zohar and Asr. And these are the two prayers that many people are careless about and fail to observe. Thus, the Holy Quran has specifically warned that we must never display weakness when it comes to the obligatory prayers or let our worldly activities take precedence over our religious obligations. Regarding this verse, I also wish to mention that it should not be assumed that middle prayer refers only to either Zohar or Asr. In today's world, people of all ages, including many youngsters, stay up late studying or wasting time in immoral or wasteful things, such as aimlessly surfing the internet, watching films or TV, scrolling endlessly on their phones or tablets, or sending messages late into the night. As a result, they fail to wake up for Fajr, and so due to their routine, Fajr actually becomes the middle prayer for them. Thus, the middle prayer is whichever prayer is at risk of being forsaken as a result of worldly or material pursuits. In the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, people were at their busiest in the afternoon. And so the Holy Prophet said that for them, Asr was the middle prayer. However, in today's world, people have different routines. And so the middle prayer can be any of the five prayers. As I said, for many people, Fajr is now actually the middle prayer because they fail to offer it on time as they go to bed very late. Thus, you should develop the habit of going to bed early and if that is not possible, you must still go to bed with a firm intention and determination that you will wake up for Fajr. 
no matter how tired you are. Further, whenever possible, even if you have to make an extra effort, you should offer your prayers in congregation at your local mosque or salah center because this is the instruction of God the Almighty for men. A man who offers his prayers at home without a genuine reason or excuse will not be the recipient of Allah's prayer or rewards. Remember the Holy Prophet said that the reward for offering your prayers in congregation is at least 27 times greater compared to offering salat on your own. Such narrations make us realize how gracious, generous, merciful, and benevolent Allah the Almighty is. Whilst the punishment for a sin is equivalent and proportionate to the offense committed, when it comes to virtue and good deeds, Allah the Almighty often rewards us many times over. Hence, it is the duty to take benefit of the great mercy of our gracious God by joining together in our mosque for congregational prayers and bowing down before him, beseeching his forgiveness for your sins and weaknesses. I have said many times before that if all the office bearers from our Jamaat and auxiliary administration were regular in offering namaz in congregation, the attendance at our mosque would immediately rise by around 60 or 70 percent. So I hereby reiterate that all members of the Majlis Amla, whether at a national, regional, or local level, have a duty to set a positive example with regards to offering congregational prayers. Further, whilst the theme of this year's Ijtama uh, is Salat, never think that this is your objective or theme just for this one year. Rather, you must maintain your focus upon namaz and consider it to be an integral part of your daily lives until the day you die. Given this, if the theme of the Ijtama changes next year, do not think that it means you no longer need to focus on Salat and that you should turn your attention to the new theme alone. In fact, this year's theme of Salat was devised to ensure that every single Khadim and Tifal is made well aware of the unique importance of congregational prayers throughout one's life. As I said, this is not a matter just for today, this week, month, or year. Rather, the five daily prayers should remain your constant 
companion every single day for the rest of your lives. Anyway, I hope and pray that you will have truly benefited from this year's program and realized the true value and crucial importance of prayers. To those of you who have improved and benefited, I am pleased that you have taken the matter seriously and endeavored to progress. However, you must not now relax and be satisfied with whatever improvement has been made so far. Rather, you must remain continually focused upon increasing the sincerity of your worship of Allah and offering namaz with full concentration and with a firm conviction that Allah the Almighty listens to those who earnestly supplicate before him. If there are some who have not made a resolute of effort to improve their standards of worship over the past year, they should not waste another day. Now is the time to make a firm and conscious decision to improve. Now is the time to start climbing that spiritual ladder that takes us towards our Creator. Allah the Almighty has Himself informed us of the unparalleled benefits of prayers and worship. Thus, in chapter 29, verse 46 of the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty says, Inna salata tanha anil fashai wal munkar wala zikrullahi akbar. Surely, prayers restrains one from indecency and manifest evil. And remembrance of Allah is indeed the greatest virtue. Thus, Arabic word used here is fasha, which is translated as indecency. However, the true scope of this word is far wider. Just some of the other meanings of this Arabic word include excessive, immoderate, exorbitant, and enormously foul. Additional meanings include immoral, lewd, obscene, a sin or crime, adultery or fornication. In this verse, it also says that namaz saves you from munkar. And whilst this has been translated as manifest evil, it also means any action that is disapproved, deemed or declared bad, hateful, foul, hideous, and unseemly amongst others. As you can see, it is clear that both the Arabic words mentioned have many negative connotations. 
and meanings. And so, this verse is a mighty testament to the power of prayer and of salat. Allah the Almighty has guaranteed that those people who offer their prayers in a timely and proper way will be saved from a whole host of immoral, unchaste and evil behaviors. We are living in an era where at every turn we are exposed to indecency, immorality and harmful vices that seek to lure mankind away from virtue and drag them towards sin. More than ever before, it is necessary for a believer to protect himself from the countless evils and immoralities that pervade society. For this, we must use that method which Allah the Almighty has himself given us, which is to bow down before him five times each day. This is the path to salvation and those who walk upon it are not only saved from Allah's wrath but are the recipients of his love, his grace and his great reward. Having given some Quranic references, I shall now present a few sayings of the Holy Prophet which further illustrate the unique importance of namaz. Once a person approached the Holy Prophet and asked him, O Messenger of Allah, tell us that that act that can take us to heaven and save us from the fire. In response, the Holy Prophet said, you must worship Allah according to the way he has taught. You must not associate any partner with him. You must offer namaz, pay zakat, and treat your kindred lovingly. This is the means to entering heaven. On another occasion, the Holy Prophet said that negligence in Salat brings a person near to associating partners with Allah. Shirk, that is shirk, and close to a state of disbelief. Unquestionably, this solemn warning of the Holy Prophet is enough to instill great fear in the hearts of any sincere Muslim. Another hadith of great importance and which shows the value of namaz is one that we have been taught since childhood. And so I am sure that many of the Khudam and Atfal present will have heard it many times. Once the Holy Prophet asked his companions that if a stream passed by someone's home and they bathed in it five times daily, would there be any dirt left on such a person? The answer of, um, of the companions was, of course, 
was that such a person would be fully cleansed and purified. The Holy Prophet said that in the same way, offering namaz five times a day spiritually cleanses you, cleanses and purifies us and saves us from all forms of evil and transgression. Further, the Holy Prophet said that when a child reaches the age of seven, they should be told by their parents to offer namaz, and when a child reaches the age of ten, they should be instructed firmly if necessary. This shows the importance of becoming regular in Salat from childhood and emphasis that namaz is the foundation uh, stone upon which children should build their future lives. Hence, even the younger members of, the, of uh, Atfal should try to offer their prayers with concentration and to build a relationship with Allah from an early age. Anyway, if we pro- profess to have accepted the Holy, the Holy Prophet and his devoted servant, the Prophet all of us must ensure that we are diligent in offering the five daily prayers. As I said before, do not fall into the trap of thinking that Salat is a theme for just one year. Rather, it should remain the theme underpinning your entire lives. Whatever age you are, and whether you live into your 70s, 80s, or even beyond, Salat is the only th- the, the one thing that a true Muslim can never do without. Without it, nothing of value can ever be achieved. There is no excuse that justifies the neglect of Salat. Indeed, the Prophet Muhammad has narrated an incident from the time of the Holy Prophet when some people who had accepted Islam came to the Holy Prophet and stated that they were so busy in their working lives and uh, that it, is, it was very difficult to worship and so at least five times daily and so they sought permission to be excused from the demands of five daily prayers. Upon this, the Holy Prophet ﷺ remarked, take heed if there is no prayer. There is nothing. Faith without worship is no faith at all. As I have said, namaz is and will always remain a co-tenet of Islam. Indeed, after Kalima Daiva, it is the second foundational pillar of Islam. Consequently, if we believe in Islam, we must act upon its teachings. Otherwise, our acceptance in is rendered hollow and futile. This is the stark truth that lies before us. I shall now
present some excerpts from the writings of the Prophet Muhammad who shines a light upon the true significance of Salat and how it should be performed. On one occasion, the Prophet said, it is necessary to offer namaz and sincere prayer is the hallmark of a believer. The best way of deriving the benefit of prayer is through namaz. Speaking about the way in which a person should perform prayer, the Prophet said, you must perform salat in the best possible manner. When you are in the standing posture, your whole appearance must reflect the fact that, you're, that you are standing before God in complete humility. The Prophet further stated, when you, have, uh, when you bow before uh, him in Salah, it must be a reflection of the submission of your hearts. When you fall prostrate, prostrate, your manner must be that of a person who is inspired by the fear of God and pray a lot for your spiritual as well as material success. At another instance, the Prophet said, you should offer namal in the same way that the Holy Prophet did. Regarding his prayer, and many other companions testified that his prayers were offered in a state of extreme anguish and with complete sincerity and humility. The Prophet also spoke of his regret that many people offered their prayers quickly without due respect or attention. Speaking about the people who pray in this way, the Prophet said, there are not the prayers of the Holy Prophet or of his companions. These are not the prayers of the Holy Prophet or of his companions. Rather, they are the supplications of people who are trying to release themselves from the prayers as hurriedly as possible. Whilst in prostration, it is as if they are only there to briefly bump their heads onto the ground and they appear more like chickens pecking at seeds. This is entirely wrong. Our prostrations should be made with complete sincerity and respect. On another occasion, the Prophet said, you must offer namaz with extreme care and diligence and you must understand its meaning. At another time, the Prophet said that we must pray with a pure heart and ensure that our supplications are completely respectful and that each individual element of Salat is performed carefully and with deep concentration. Speaking regrettably, uh, regretfully, at the state of worship of certain people, the Prophet said, some people offer their prayers as though they are discharging a tax that is a great burden upon them. 
Thus, they offer namaz with disgust, even though namaz, that is a great thing, that if offered with sincerity and devotion, increases joy, love and comfort. Yet, many people's prayers are those that are not fervently offered and therefore are neither a means of pleasure nor joy and actually have the opposite effect. At another time, the Prophet said, I have instructed the members of my Jamaat that they should not pray in a way that is devoid of fervency and devotion to Allah and without true humility. Rather, they should offer prayers that are earnest, sincere, and they should open their hearts in a state of complete submission to Allah. This is the way they can attain true pleasure and delight from their worship. <clears throat> Remember that Allah Ta'ala has used the word Ikamati Salat for prayers or Salat or Namaz. What is meant by Ikamati Salat? It means the establishment and observance of prayer. <clears throat> that is that when the time of time for prayer arrives, it should be given precedence over all other activities or engagements and try to offer it in congregation. A person can never attain the nearness of God Almighty until he establishes prayers. The Prophet has also explained the meaning of Ikamati Salat in another way and said the Holy Quran has given the instruction of Akimus Salat establishment, uh, establishing sincere prayer. Because if a person's concentration is diverted, the objective of, objectives of Salat cannot be achieved. However, those who observe the prayer properly find that their spiritual state is raised and they are able to reach a level where they are completely immersed in a state of submission whilst offering their prayers. Here the Prophet has made it clear that those who fail to offer their prayers with due concentration cannot attain the real purpose of Salat. If a person stands for a prayer but his mind wanders and his concentration diverts to something apart from the worship of Allah, the objective of Salat will remain unfulfilled. Conversely, those people who pray with full attention, attentiveness and eliminate everything else from their mind whilst engaged in prayer are the ones who derive real spiritual benefit from prayer. They are the ones who are able to offer their prayers in a state of complete submission to God Almighty. For prayers to be accepted, sincerity and humility are a prerequisite. Indeed, the Holy Quran 
has said that some people's prayers prove to be a source of great harm for them and are the means of their destruction. You may wonder how it is possible that the prayers of some people are a means of their ruin. The Prophet has answered this question. He wrote that some people pray but without sincerity. Their prayers are devoid of all spirituality and as a result they fail to come under the divine shape, protecting believers from wrongdoing. Instead of unlocking the doors to a spiritual sanctuary, their insincere and hollow supplications are rejected and thrown back at them. In fact, their empty prayers are cursed and will hurt and harm them rather than comfort and aid them. The Prophet said, Namaz is the means for us to be freed from all afflictions and wrongdoing. As it states in chapter 11, verse 115 of the Holy Quran, Innal Hasanate that surely, that surely good works drive away evil works. And so namaz is the means of purification and to be saved from all transgressions. The Prophet said, the good works referred to in this verse means namaz. But nowadays there are many people who offer their prayers but are still considered as wrongdoers and deceivers. This is because their prayers are empty and such prayers do not lead to righteousness but are a means of destruction. At another place, the Prophet said uh, that about uh, the importance of uh, understanding the meaning of prayers. He says, if your wish to derive your true joy and contentment from prayers, then do not just repeat the words of the prayer like a parrot. Just using your tongue does not bring blessings. Rather, you must recite the prayers of the Holy Quran and of the Holy Prophet sincerely from your heart and with a true understanding of what they mean. He further said, when you observe the prayer, besides the prescribed supplications taught by the Holy Quran and the Holy Prophet you should not, uh, you should set forth your own supplications in your own respective languages so that your hearts may be moved by humility and sincerity. When you bow or when you prostrate, that is Sajda, similarly, when you are in the sitting or standing position, you should pray in your own language as well. At another time, the Prophet said that you should make a firm intention to offer namaz with complete determination. You should stand for prayer and pray with such intense concentration that your prayers are a means of joy and comfort to you. To develop such pleasure from your prayers, it is necessary that apart from the obligatory five prayers, 
you should also offer voluntary nawafil prayers regularly. I have quoted various writings of the Prophet which remind us of the great importance of observing our five daily prayers in a timely fashion and attentively. Thus, all Khudam and Atfar must prioritize their prayers and offer them with concentration and respect. As I said earlier, the theme of Salat is not a theme, uh, the theme for just a single year. Rather, if you wish to have a blessed and prosperous life, Namaz um, is the golden key that you must never let go of. If you want to be a true believer and to fulfill the condition of your bath, you must be regular in offering your five daily prayers with sincerity. If you wish to develop a personal relationship with Allah, the Almighty, you must bow down in worship before him as he has prescribed. Unless you focus your energies upon prayer and worship, Allah the Almighty will not be be satisfied or pleased with you. If you ignore your duty to worship Allah and focus upon material interests, you may be successful in attaining worldly players. But remember that a true Muslim focuses upon the permanence of the next life and not just the fleeting players of this temporary worldly existence. So the only solution and the only way is prayer. If we are regular in namaz and if we pray with sincerity, then our lives will be worthy of success. Accordingly, the Prophet according to the um, promise of Allah, the Almighty, we will be freed from the shackles of wrongdoing, evil and immoral behavior. We will be those who fulfill both the rights of our Creator and of one another. We will be those who spread love tolerance and compassion amongst society. We will be true Muslims rather than seeing our prayers thrown back at us and proving a curse um, for uh, us. They will instead lift us towards our Creator and be the means of increasing blessings in our lives. Thus, every Ahmadi Muslim, whether a child, a teenager, an adult or an elder must constantly focus upon namaz and the worship of Allah and strive to be amongst those who, whose prayers are pleasing to Allah, the Almighty. In the end, I would like to present another excerpt from the writings of the Prophet regarding the incom- incomparable blessings of prayers. The Prophet said, Prayer is the greatest means of attaining the blessings and grace of Allah. The most vital characteristics for offering prayers are that they are offered in a state of complete humility. With fervency, 
and by opening up your hearts before Allah. He says, such prayers offered with meekness, deep emotion, and in a state of complete helplessness are those that attract the grace and mercy of God and reach their ultimate objective through acceptance by Him. Thus, when you pray with humility, desperation, and in a way that your prayers emanate from deep within your heart, it draws the blessings of Allah, the Almighty, towards you. With all my heart, I pray that Allah, the Almighty, enables all of us to offer namaz in this way. May our prayers be fulfilled with emotion, sincerity, and deep anguish, seeking the love and nearness of Allah, the Almighty. May our hearts melt before our Lord when we bow down before him. May our prayer, may we pray with such intense humility that every fiber of our being lies in a state of submission before Allah, the Almighty. Such heartfelt prayers will surely be accepted and take us towards uh, our true purpose and objective, which is to gain the love of Allah, the Almighty. If we are able to worship in this way, we will not only be fulfilling the rights owed to Allah, the Almighty, but will also be fulfilling the rights of mankind. For it, it is impossible that a person who has attained the pleasure and nearness of Allah, the Almighty, remains negligent in fulfilling the rights of his creation. And it was to fulfill these uh, two purposes of connecting man with God Almighty and to draw the attention of mankind towards fulfilling the rights of our of uh, one another for which the Islam was sent in this era. If we are able to pick up the spiritual lantern that the Prophet has placed before us by fulfilling these twin objectives, we will undoubtedly gain the attention of the world and people will be increasingly inclined towards us. Only then will we be fulfilling our duties to spread the true message of Islam and bring others towards it. This is the great task and mission which Majlis Khudam al should accept wholeheartedly. You should be the ones who work day and night to refute those who defame Islam's name or who make false allegations against Islam. You should be the ones who are at the forefront of spreading the enlightened teachings of Islam far and wide 
so that we come to see that blessed day where the world unites under the banner of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu You should be the ones who fulfill your pledge of being ever ready to sacrifice everything for the sake of your faith. Only then will you be playing your role in bringing about a spiritual revolution in the world by bringing mankind towards the worship of Allah, the Almighty. Only then will we see the dark clouds of today begin to part and be replaced by an emergent blue sky. Only then will we witness that momentous era when the Sharia of Allah the Almighty prevail across the world. For this great task, you must be ever ready and ever willing until your last breath. You should consider this the primary task and objective of your lives. As I said before, this is not the work of one year or a few days. Rather, this task shall remain with you every day that you walk upon this earth. It is the single greatest purpose of your life and you should recognize this from a young age. May Allah the Almighty enable all of us to live our lives accordingly and may He continue to bless Majlis India in all respects. Amen. Now join me in silent prayer. Amen. Um,